you're not going to rank at all. You're, and you're going to be losing out to your competitors. So why not just take the time to either hire someone or do very basic SEO on the back end to make sure you rank for these, right? And then there's also the Google featured snippets. So when you you know, Google something, it'll show what other people are asking for. And you want to rank for those questions. Hello, and welcome to the Simple and Smart SEO Show, where we provide tips and advice to improve your website search engine ranking. I'm Brittany Herzberg, SEO copywriter for holistic health and wellness pros who want to show up as the answer to a Googled question. And I'm Krista Waddell, an e-commerce seller and content creator. I help business owners communicate the value of their products and services through content so you can make more sales and grow your business. We are business besties who love learning and sharing what we've learned. So what are we waiting for? Let's jump in. All right. Good morning, everybody. B and I are here with our fantastic guest today, Stephanie Long. And Stephanie Long has been working in SEO for a while. I won't try to tell you too much about her because she's going to tell us about herself real quick. <laughs> and then we're going to hop into some black hat versus white hat SEO discussion topics. So I'm super excited. Hey, B. Hi, hey, Steph. <laughs> Thanks for being Hi. here today. Do you want to just give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I've been doing SEO for about 10 years now. It was my first job out of college. I had no idea what I was doing. They hired me. And from there, I just hit the ground running and I did it every job since then. I was laid off during COVID and I've always had clients on the side doing SEO. So one of my best friends is like, why don't you just start your own business? Because I never had a website. People are just like, hey, can you help my friend with SEO? Sure. It was like all ad hoc. So when I got laid off, I built my website. If you go to it and you're a web designer, please don't judge me. I did <laughs> So I built the website and now I've been marketing quote myself for SEO. And you're now I run SMM SEO agency and I only focus on SEO. That is it. I love it. Sorry, I interrupted you. I was just going to say, you've been doing a really good job marketing yourself because you actually found us. And I was like, this chick seems really cool. Yeah. So marketing also is my background, right? After I did SEO, I started working, doing everything in marketing, right? I started becoming marketing director, but what I really loved is SEO. So that's what I'm focusing. So yeah. So you were talking about, um, Hey, don't judge my website, website designers or whatever. But so what do you think is more important? Like the beauty and the aesthetic of a website or the SEO? Oh, of course, definitely the SEO. I, uh, I've spoke about this before the UX. So the user experience, the design of the site, whenever I've worked at other companies, you, I like to come in right away because how your site structure is set up is very important to SEO because your navigation tab is also actually highly searched for SEO. So it's very important to get in at the beginning. So I designed my site knowing this in that way. And it, and it doesn't, you know, sometimes the really pretty ones where you land on it and it's all this video. Well, mm-hmm. I don't like those because that loads. And that's also, you're taking up all that real estate and not putting the really important stuff on the homepage. So well, thank you for saying that because it drives me absolutely insane to see. I, I also am not a huge fan of the carousel images because I feel like personally as a copywriter, 
I want to know I'm in the right spot. And then I want to get to the meat of it, at least with the headlines. So yeah, I do have carousel images images with headlines, Mm -hmm. um, but I make sure each one of those has a call to action. So ones that just filter through in our video and I know they want to just make it look really great. And that's awesome. But I like to say, are your clients, potential customers clicking on that? Like, look at your analytics. They will tell you what they want. You should never tell people what you think they want because you won't. <laughs> That's good. So it's always to look at the analytics of it. Like an example that. is I ha- I have a podcast client and she's a graphic designer. Great job. But she loved her image that had nothing clickable on it. And I was like, <laughs> let's look at the analytics seriously. Um, and, it, you know, she didn't want to take it down because she is a graphic designer. But we looked and nobody was scrolling past that, right? Because I like to put heat maps on websites. So Hotjar, yeah. one of my favorite. Nobody was going past that. So I told her, let's try. Let's just try and change it out with a clickable link to your podcast. Because they are a podcast. They had no link to it. So we tried that. And it showed that that's what people wanted. So That's perfect. Because actually, that actually came up with one of my Power Hour clients recently. We were looking at a sales page. And she had a video at the very top. And I can't oh. remember if there was even a headline with the video or not. But I was like, is this working? Because you know, I don't know that this is right for your people. So we looked at the analytics and she ended up taking it off. Yeah. And the week after we did the sales page power hour, she had three sales. She's yeah. like, I'm never putting another video up there again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. That is so cool. So real quick, before we move past this, can you tell us what a heat map is, like how they work and where you can, you know, install it for yourself? Yeah. So I do, like I said, I love Hotjar. They do offer a 30 day free trial. They are a little expensive afterwards, but if this is something that you really want to focus on where people are looking, so it's where people look on your website. So on your homepage, you can see where they click or where they stay. So like heat, wherever it's red, that's where people are staying the longest. And so that's where you want to focus more of your call to action. Maybe let's say it's a specific blog title, then you maybe want to iterate off that blog title because people really like you know, what's being said. So hot jar, I would recommend if this is something analytically you really want to look at and are, I think it's important. So I, I recommend it. And that's also what I recommended to my podcast clients because they could see where people were clicking after we switched out their homepage image. Okay. So I have been told about a free version of this called Microsoft Clarity. Do you have any opinion on Microsoft Clarity? I don't know that one. Um, I have tried other ones. I can't think off the top of my head what they are that offer free. I just did not find it as as good as Hotjar. I mean, you know, there's that saying, you get what you pay for. And I realize you got to pick your <laughs> tools like wisely. That one is just, I think, really, really great because I'm able to take that and transfer it to the analytics, right? So Hotjar says, this is where people are. It's hot, right? It's red. It's hot there. So then I'm able to take that and iterate off Maybe it's a blog post, like I mentioned. So we make other blog posts that do well, right? So it, it's, it correlates very well with the analytics. That's why I, I like, like it. So, I mean, if for anyone listening, I mean, you can always start with the free tools and see. Yeah, I like to tell exactly. my clients, like, see if you're going to use it, see how often mm-hmm. you actually go in and play with it. And if you find that it's useful, then you can look into the, the paid versions. Exactly. And like the podcast clients, they don't have a lot of budget, but for the 30 days, they were able to see you know, you can get a good amount of info for 30 days and see, then you can cancel it. Um, right. Especially if you have somebody that can help you look at it, you know, and yeah. just kind of disseminate whatever it was that was showing up in the data. 
So right. that's probably really helpful that, you know, they were able to get that and then have you to help guide them. And okay, what exactly. do we do with this information? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's as well. why. Okay. So I listened to um, a podcast that you were on previously and mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, like to talk to an SEO expert, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I love talking to other SEOs. So my first question was when you mentioned in that interview that your first job was in a technical SEO role. Yep. What was that like? And what did you do on a daily basis? Oh man, it was a wild ride, I'm gonna say. So <laughs> I um I was one of 50 SEO experts. Our company dealt with all the GMC dealerships in the United States. So we optimized for ever so we had a book of clients. My clients, I want to I can remember it was like 130 about. So I had 130 clients. I optimized websites for. And you're probably like, how did you do the whole website? We only did the homepage. Mm. Um, and then some had VIP packages. So got, you know, more than others. But so that was what I did. Only homepages for these GMC dealers. And it was really hard to give great service to that many clients. Um, they also, here's another story. They all wanted to rank for GM, let's say GMC Buick. Okay. So they all want to rank number one for GMC Buick. Well, I'll give an example because one of my VIP clients was in the Seattle area where I live. So they want to rank from GMC Buick. And I was like, well, do you understand that GMC Buick is always going to rank? Like the GMC website will always rank for these because they are putting millions of dollars behind paid search. And that's just their website, right? They've been around for however long. So they have a high domain authority, which means they have been around a long time. Google sees them as very highly authoritative, right? So it's going to, you're never going to rank for that. Also, I would tell them they're at the top of the buying funnel. You don't want to grab them at that point. You want them to look at GMC, see what kind of cars you they want, and then get it more tailored. So GMC Buick dealership in Seattle, right? Like you want to hit them for those kind of keywords. So I always had to educate them. That was some of the hardest people to educate dealerships, but I had to educate them on, you never want to rank for seed keywords. Or, or sorry, go after seed keywords, which are two keywords. You always want to go after more long tail, which is three to five keywords. So that was my first foray into, um, and it was hard. So I'm glad I got that experience really explaining that to dealerships about not ranking for just two keywords. Okay, okay I have so a follow-up I, question to that because Crystal yeah. did like, she's going to go with all of the questions. With with the funnel, you mentioned the funnel. Yeah. So the customer journey, like the top of funnel, right. middle of funnel, end of funnel, right. or bottom of funnel. Where do you find, I'm not even sure how to ask this, but like when you're doing SEO keyword research with most of your clients, where mm-hmm. do you find you're really in that funnel with finding those keywords? Does that make sense? Um, so are you meaning, do I go after the high, medium or low keywords for them? So more, if they come in, they're more interested in- Right, so like service. more in, where in the funnel. Are you- Yeah, so I like funnel the medium, right? Yeah. Like, so I like them to come in. So medium of the funnel, I can't remember what the terminology is, but- So in the medium of the funnel, because they've already done their research, right? You want them to research. This is my opinion. Everyone has different opinions. I want them to research on a different platform. Like I want them to do all of that there. And then they're ready almost to buy. Like they want, they want more targeted services. So that's where I like to come in on the middle because I, you know, do the lead magnets so they can see offers that I give or my clients give, read their blogs and then you know, at the end, make the purchase. So they're already, so they've done their research, then they found the client or myself. And then that's where I like to be at that point. I mean, again, everyone's different, but I like to capture them. I want them to do the research somewhere else before. 
I also want to let you know that my free three-day challenge is back. So if you want to join the Supercharge Your SEO three-day challenge, it is June 4th, 5th, and 6th, and you can register for free at crystalwidell.com forward slash supercharge. So hope to see you inside the challenge. Yeah, that makes total sense. I was just curious, like how, where, where the bulk of your time, like with most of your clients rather, like how- That's definitely the lead, like yeah. in the middle of the lead time. They've done their research. Like uh, one example of a client is they love when people do the research on competitor sites and then don't like the offerings and then Google keywords related to what they're looking for and find the my client, right? So then they're in the middle of the funnel. And then once they get to talk to the CEO, then they are sold on the tool. So that's an example yeah. of what has been working for them. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So let me throw my two cents in here and then I'll ask my follow-up question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when we're talking about funnels, you know, there's, there's, there's always like the top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of the funnel. So there's um, tofu, mofu, bofu, right, which right, I, right, always, right. I find that hilarious. There's I can't hilarious. say it without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, Pinterest actually made this even more clear to me because there are three parts of the funnel aligned with, you know, top of the funnel is awareness. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think um, what we're talking about here is like not wasting our time with awareness, letting other people answer those awareness questions. And then the next phase is consideration. And Mm -hmm. so that's when people are aware, you know, not only of their problem, but that there's a product out there that will meet their need to solve that problem. And, you know, that's really smart, Stephanie, to like focus your energy there because it's like, let everybody else educate you about this, you know, and then come by from us. (laughs) So I love that. I just learned that over the years of doing SEO, but yes. Yeah. And so then that, yeah, no problem. And then the bottom of it, that bottom of funnel is the actual conversion piece, you know? And so um, just to kind of give everybody, you know, there's so many terms that float around. So finding where they intersect and how they integrate is just has been so helpful for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's what yeah. they're talking about. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. little, little ahas that I just wanted to share. But the other thing you had mentioned was domain authority. And the fact yes. that like big GMC has higher domain authority than like local dealerships. Right. So, you know, if you're starting out with a website or say you're even, you know, gosh, I hate to compete with like that type of giant, um, dealership, you know, like the head of the company or whatever, but what are some ways that you can increase your domain authority the fastest when you're just kind of starting out? Well, I'll use myself as an example because I was zero (laughs) out of (laughs) 100, right? So I was a zero. I'm now at a 13. I don't do any paid search. It's all organic. Obviously that's what I do for a job. And that's what I myself do. It has just been about, I started with three pages. That's it. And then I started blogging. So I blog once a week. So it's been about blogging. I do Haro, which is help a reporter out. So they link back to me, right? So that's backlinking. So we can get into that later, but I I now do podcasts and write for other companies. So I get backlinks from them, which helps with domain authority. And then I've just slowly been adding, right, to my website and I add blogs to Medium. So there's another outlet. So you're just constantly putting out fresh new content. That's You probably know this from being a content writer. If I can give anyone any piece of advice, update your content, make it fresh. Like if there's an old post that's doing Mm -hmm. really well, revive it, like re like add new stuff to it. Um, Bring it back up to the top of your blog. So that's what I do. Just blog. I go on podcasts, 
I write for other places and I'm now 13 out of a hundred, but it's slow, right? Or anything organic, anything free, you got to remember that mm-hmm. it's slow. Mm-hmm. So nothing's going to come fast and I have no patience. So <laughs> I had to remind myself that, but it's slow going, right? So don't come on here and think you're going to write, maybe start writing, you write 10 blogs right away and post them. That's not, that's not getting you like up to the top of the, in the search engines right away. So slow yeah. process, but that's I like I to do. say that SEO and time are BFFs because they just, yes. it does, it takes time. And I think that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I totally agree with your strategy because I'm always talking about Haro and blogging, even though yep. I don't blog so much on my own website. That's a, <laughs> it's a goal I just for Q4. Myself every Sunday. I have an, I have a reminder on my calendar every Sunday, blog, write a blog. Here, Here's a question for you. What word count are you aiming for? Or are you, is it more about just doing it or are you looking for a certain word count? No, it's just about getting the good content out there. And I like to always put time on there. So the time to read, um, I've, I've done a, st- I did an AB test and I actually have people read it more if there's a time on there versus not a time, because let's say you're in a hurry and you're like, Oh God, this is, going to be 20 minutes. Maybe you'll come back to it, but versus going to it and seeing how long it is and then bounce off. So I like to have a time on there showing that, oh, this is only three minutes. I can get through this right now. And how are you figuring out the time? Um, So I have a plugin. I use WordPress and I have a plugin that automatically does that when I load my blog. Love that. I'll have to see if there's a Google Chrome extension for that. You should. Yeah. I I feel like there probably is, but (laughs) yeah. So I have more reads on the ones that had time on them versus not time. So I went through and have time on all of them now. You know what this reminds me of? This is like a total off into the distance thing. So just stay with me for a second. (laughs) My son just got this assignment in class last week, there's a substitute in his class, you know, and like three kids handed it in before the class was over and he had to bring it home for homework. He was working out for two and a half hours on Saturday, you know? So I was just thinking, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if you put on there, you know, just like a guesstimate of how long that blog was. I was like, oh yeah, it's like three minutes, but it's actually going to take you like three days. Um, And I know we would never do that, you know? But it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's funny how like estimates work and how sometimes we think, oh, it'd be this long. So it's nice that there's an actual plugin to deal with that. But okay, so I want to back up and ask, like, how did you get your job writing for Medium? So it's not a, a job. I just signed up as a partner. It's really easy. You can just go sign up and then I just upload blogs. So you can do it metered. And what metered means is people that are on their paid platform, they can, you get paid if they view yours. Um, blogs. So I've done paid versus or metered versus non-metered. And because I'm not super well-known in the world, if I have it metered, I notice people don't read it as much as versus non-metered. So that's my recommendation getting started out because I metered all my stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a ton of money. And I made eight (laughs) cents. So I literally made eight cents. Eight cents went into my bank account. I was like, oh my Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't meter any of my stuff anymore, but yeah, super easy. Just sign up on a business account. Like you can do their partner program, which I signed up for, but obviously I'm not metering my stuff anymore, but you can make money off of it. Very cool. Yeah. So is the advantage for you doing that now, the backlink, is that why you're doing it versus getting paid for it? I think it's just another platform people can find me on. Um, That's what that's why I'm doing it. Um, I'm hoping people find me on it. So as much as I can get myself out there as a thought leader, that that's my biggest goal is to become a thought leader in SEO. And people come to me um, for training. Like I've, I've um, moved a lot to more training 
um, in teaching. So I'm actually going to be teaching some courses at the college I went to. So, yeah. That's, that's really what cool. Awesome. What is it that you really, like, what's the one takeaway you want people to have about SEO? I want them to know that it's not a one and done thing and be patient with your SEO person. So just because they come in and do one project, you think it's done? No, that's not true. And it can take anywhere from three to six months to start ranking. So just remember this is ongoing and it's not an immediate thing because people think it's a one and done project. I love that. (laughs) We all need that reminder. So I have a thousand questions, but you're here to talk about black hat versus white hat SEO. So I wanted to, you know, kind of frame my next question um, with that, because you say, you know, obviously people need traffic to their website and you believe the answer to that problem is SEO. Can you explain one, why you feel that way? And number two, things people should watch out for, you know, in terms of white hat versus black hat and getting that traffic to their website. Yeah. So when people search cute, I mean, we all do it, right? Like best restaurants in Seattle, I'll use that as an example. If your website's not optimized, you're not going to rank at all. You're And you're going to be losing out to your competitors. So why not just take the time to either hire someone or do very basic SEO on the back end to make sure you rank for these, right? And then there's also the Google featured snippets. So when you you know, Google something, it'll show what other people are asking for. And you want to rank for those questions because that Google is literally giving you exactly what people are asking. So you want to be that, that website that answers those questions. So that is becoming more and more very important. Um, and that's what I do for myself and clients. I look at those questions and I write blogs around those because that's what people are asking for. <laughs> so that's very important. Sorry. Can you say your second question again? Yeah. The second question is just like, okay, if somebody is impatient, you know, and like we've talked about already, SEO takes time, but you have some, yeah, you have somebody come in and they're like, oh no, I can get you ranking this fast. What are you Uh, watching out for? (laughs) I think it's funny. I get these emails all the time. Hey, I can help you with SEO. I'll get you to number one next week. And I'm like, I'm an SEO person. You're (laughs) right. You also didn't write your email in proper grammar. So I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. That kills me. Anyways, so if they tell you they'll get you to Google in a week, watch out. We just talked about organic. Anything free is a long game. So that's already a red flag. What else they do is they'll say, the, we'll put keywords, all your keywords on the homepage that you want to rank for. That is called keyword stuffing. So if you want to rank for, I'll say, let's say I want to rank for SEO specialists in Seattle, they will put that multiple times all throughout your website or sorry, all throughout your homepage. I'll just use that as one example, like one page all throughout your homepage in the back end. That's called keyword stuffing. Google is super smart and knows you're trying to game the system by trying to rank for that keyword. The rule of thumb is to only do that two to three times on a page. So that is a huge, plus let's say you Google SEO specialist in Seattle and you get to that page and all it is, is very ungrammatically written SEO specialist in Seattle multiple times all throughout that page, right? So that, and then you're going to click on it. You're going to bounce off and Google knows that it's not what the customer was looking for. So that's super terrible. The other thing I had mentioned is on the back end, they can go into the code and just spam it with, I'll use SEO special in Seattle again. And that's because um, people can't see it, right? So they think, oh, Google won't know because nobody can see it. Well, Google knows that you just <laughs> put that all throughout the code. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. 
Um, and then also like clickbaity stuff. So don't talk that about that you're an SEO specialist and then you take them to a nutrition website, mm-hmm. right? Like don't do things that do not align at all with what you're trying to sell them. So there are like some really big examples. The keyword stuffing, I think is the biggest thing. And when I did start out with SEO, that was still something we did, I hate to say. Um, but then Google caught on and, you know, cracked down on that and penalizing you. So then it'll penalize you and they'll, you know, de- demote you for better word in the search engine. Um, yeah, you like fall out of favor with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the biggest takeaway from this is that Google knows. I feel Google like, knows, you know, that sure. like somebody, I always feel yeah. like somebody's watching me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a Google shirt. Google knows. So Google yeah, knows. Google knows. And so if you get any of those kind of emails, they're, they're just, they're spammers themselves. They're my favorite. They're like, hey, I can help you do this stuff. And just like you said, we're all dealing with SEO, all of us in this. Like, and for $15, right you get what right. you pay for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just watch out. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this info, subscribe before you go. So you never miss out on something related to SEO. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) 